from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's another great day in Chiefs kingdom. We are brought to you today by Rock Auto, all the parts your car will ever need. Check out rockauto.com. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host over at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Digest, and thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And hello to all the new listeners. We appreciate you coming on board and get ready for a fun season. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, and the Chiefs are doing pretty good. Uh, The NFL in general, I think, is doing pretty good in terms of getting ready for this season. couple of changes. We have some news with some guys. Well, it's not actually an acquisition technically, I guess, because Marcus Kemp is back, but it's official. And he was back on the field today wearing number six. Yeah, a little bit different on the number, but uh, he is back, and that's a good sign for him. I hope that he is healed. Obviously, it sounds like he is from his injury last year. Uh, I do think that he could be a positive uh, contributor on the team, but it's going to be at the cost of maybe our guy, Jody Fortson. Maybe. That's going to be an interesting battle now because what Kemp brings is a twist that he is. Dave Tobe's boy uh, plays really well on the special teams, all of them. And I felt he was really coming on in training camp last year until he got hurt. Yeah, I did too. I thought he was going to be definitely on the team and they had to go another direction because of the injury. But uh, hopefully he's got that squared away and he will be much better off this season than uh, he ended up last season. But I believe he's still got a ring. So, you know, I'm sure he's happy about that. More power to him. And I, I like the two of those big body guys. They're both on the skinny side, and that's fine. I have to ask the question because I saw it today on Twitter. Uh, what exactly are the Raiders trying to run back? And the reason I ask that is because Marcus Kip tweeted out, run it back today. But the Raiders also said they want to run it back. And I'm like, what are you running back? 500? I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Eight and eight's got to be the goal, right? So, hey, more power to you there, Raiders. Um, <laughs> running it back with a... Subpar QB. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I went there. But we digress. This is not a Raiders show. We'll have that for you later in the week or something. Um, <laughs> no, we won't. Don't lie. <laughs> no, we won't. But uh, Matt McMullen even said uh, the, the Matt McMullen, if you guys have not been paying attention since BJ's departure for Let It Fly Media, uh, Matt's been taking up the slack and I think he's doing a hell of a job. But he actually said that Kemp not only was there, but made the best catch of the day. I thought that was telling. and. So that just kind of illustrates more that a guy coming off a serious injury is walking back in and making plays, and the Raiders are still trying to run back to 9-7? and seven? You know, whatever the Raiders want to run back to, go right ahead. Um, you're not going to be running back to the division champion, so good luck to whatever you guys do this year. Uh, but in all reality, you know, you're talking about Marcus Camp, and I heard that it was, a pre- it was the catch of training camp so far, not just the catch of the day. So... Uh, you know, if he's making those types of plays already, that's good for him. Although it sounds like he's kind of behind because Jody Fortson has been showing up just about every single day with multiple plays as well. So uh, it's going to be an interesting competition for that spot. And, you know, with Byron Pringle out, you have to wonder if maybe he ends up becoming the odd man out if he can't play. Yeah, I think that is really dependent on how long it goes, because I do think he is solidly in that position that he's in. And I, I consider him the fifth. But I, I will too, say if he's out for an extended period of time, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. We we got to consider that this is basically preseason week one right now, and it, things have to be turned around on a tighter timeline. But I think he's still got time. I don't. I, don't I miss football. 
Yeah, I hear you. Um, I do want to say too that uh, don't don't worry about when you see the Marcus Kemp catch that it happens to be on top of my boy Sneed. He's doing just fine. He's a rookie, but a real tall receiver. You got to give him up every now and then. So he's going to be absolutely fine. And he's going to get a little bit of help because the Chiefs actually went out and signed another guy named Adrian Colbert. And that name might sound familiar to you folks because back in 2017, when it was pre-draft, Adrian appeared on this show with me. And I told you then that I thought he was a guy that could play multiple roles, had some versatility and had a tenacity to him. And that fits the concept of what the Chiefs like. And so they add somebody else back into the defensive backfield. Yeah, and you have to wonder what that means for the back end depth of Kansas City. Uh, you know, we have another safety that's returning to the fold that we'll talk about in the next segment. But uh, you know, you look at the safeties that this team has. What's that mean for you know Armani Watts? What's it mean for? I mean, Jordan Lucas is gone, obviously, so that's a little bit different. But uh, you have to wonder if if Colbert is going to have an opportunity to make this roster and what it could mean for a guy like Armani Watts. It really does. And in a minute, we're going to get into the Bashad Breland suspension, as well as getting to one Thornhill's return, which I am really excited about. So that is coming up next. And Chainsource had different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everyone, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. I did this the other day for my new charger and it worked fantastic. You need to go check it out. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So before we get to Juan Thornhill, because I'm pretty excited about that, we have to talk about the news of the day that we got confirmation. Uh, Bashad Breland actually tweeted it out himself that it's a four-game suspension. Uh, There is no information yet about whether that's been appealed and that's the total result of the substance abuse uh, policy or if that's the initial ruling and there's still going to be another appeal. I can't imagine they're appealing with the way Bashad Breland's apology came out. I don't think he's appealing it. I think he's accepting responsibility for his actions. Uh, and that's going to really hurt Kansas City the first four weeks of the season. But be thankful they don't play against DeAndre Hopkins. So thank you, Houston. <laughs> it is the Texans, but it's not Hop. Okay, that, that goes a long way. I'm with you there. Um, and it is the Texans. It is the Chargers. It is obviously the Ravens. Um, you know, he's not going to slow down at, uh, Hollywood Brown anyway, so I'm not terribly concerned about it there. Um, it's, a, it's a bigger loss against the Chargers than anybody else. In my yeah, opinion. in terms of bodying up on the Williams and Williams. Yep. And Keenan Allen, and I mean, you know, you're going to have a lot of – but the the difference there and, and the thing that we have to consider there is who's going to be playing QB for them week two. That's absolutely a great question. And if you guys hire a Taylor, is it going to be Justin Herbert? And sorry, no matter who it is, I mean, that's 
going to be a big difference from what it's been in the past. And you think it's going to take time to get those weapons going all in the same way. Yeah. And if hard knocks is anything to indicate, um, the chiefs are going to have some, some keys to listen to that cadence on because, uh, I, I thought that was interesting. I'm probably the only person that watches it in America anymore, but I watch it because I want to know about, especially the Chargers. It looks like, you know, this is like basic OTA level, trying to get your cadence down for for Herbert, who I think actually has a, a solid future. Um, I, I think he's just got a raw deal having to be a rookie quarterback in, in this year. But I think it, I tend to think it's going to be Tyrod that the Chiefs will face in week two, but you never know. What do you think? I still think it's going to be Tyrod, but the question that I don't know, I don't have an answer to is how are they going to deal with, uh, you know, I think Justin Herbert could be a good quarterback. I just, I'm not sold that the Chargers are going to be able to put anything around him and get something figured out. That's really what it comes down to for me. And uh, unfortunately for Herbert, I think that's going to be the crux of his career. Yeah, uh, it is a tall order in trying to get him weapons and weapons that can exploit the field. He does have a strong arm, so it's something that the Chiefs in the future years are going to have to be aware of, but I think the loss of Bashad Breeland for that game in particular I think is something they can overcome. And what I expect is that what we're going to see is Bashad will continue to practice, I think, for the next couple weeks. Um, Technically, he can practice right up until week one. Uh, I believe the day after cutdown day, he has to go uh, away, basically. But until then, he can practice and he needs to get his reps in because after that month off, he needs to come back because there's still uh, a possibility that he could get suspended for the arrest as well. We haven't heard anything about that yet. I don't know that that's over or if that might push through the season before there's a disciplinary action. I'm not sure. But one way or the other, when he does leave the field, I think that means that when you if you're only in a in a two corner set, if they go more of the, the three safety thing and try to manage it that way. I, I think it's Rashad Fenton that gets to go to the outside and kind of man that that corner outside for a while until they have to go three corner. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Fenton, and I think he's going to be a good fit for that position. The question is, is you know, who's going to be backing him, backing the rest of the corner group up? Uh, and you're going to have a lot of questions. Um, you know, Bopi Keys is a guy that you would think that is going to be on this roster just because he was drafted. You're going to have Snead as well. Uh, a lot of questions to be answered that we're not, unfortunately, going to be able to see anything about because uh, we don't get to see practices and we don't get to see games before the regular season starts. So a lot of questions will already be answered by the time we actually have an idea and able to see these players play. It really is. You know, I rely on watching games to actually figure out how to evaluate players. It's amazing how that works. Um, <laughs> it's one of those deals, especially right now, because the Chiefs have been talking up Antonio Hamilton. And he hasn't been able to practice lately. Uh, I don't think he's participating in a padded practice yet. Uh, then you have the UDFA that I still think has an outside shot at doing this, at making this roster. Uh, and that's Lavert Hill. And then I actually think that Adrian Colbert. But he got hurt too. Right, right. He hasn't been practicing either. No, I agree with you. And that's particularly rough for a rookie, a UDFA rookie. Yep. Um, but uh, this is the one position on this roster that I think might have enough room for that if you can show something you know, in the, the next week. And I don't disagree with you there because that's where Kansas City is going to need bodies. But the question that you're going to have to answer and you're going to have to figure out is where are you going to go short to keep some of these bodies for the, that position? Well, if they keep five, I don't think that's necessarily going to force them to go short somewhere else. Okay, but who are your five? 
Well, at that point, Bashad's not on your list because of the initial, so I'm going to take him off. But he so, has to be for the first week, doesn't he? Or does he have to, or can they just move him? I believe it's first day, and then they can do, you know, the rigmarole of, you know, back and forth, bringing somebody up from the practice squad or whatever they've done. Right. So I do feel that it's it's Ward, Fenton, Sneed right now. Uh, and then my choice would be probably Hamilton and then Hill, but uh, there could be somebody come out, uh, come out of nowhere. They have other corners in camp. I just don't know that there's anybody really pushing at this point. Yeah. Well, and they moved up to go get Bo Peaky, so you have to wonder if he's going to be one of those guys that could be in there as well. But again, not being able to practice is really going to slow them down, and they're really going to be struggling with bodies if if you think about Hamilton and Hill and Keys all not practicing at times this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, and and Bo Peaky's out there, but he's he's behind as well, and so well, yeah, he's coming off an injury from what orbital bone fracture, right? Um, no word on how that happened, but there's only a few ways, folks. Yeah. Um, so I think at the end of the day, the corner group is clearly young. I don't see indication. I don't see any indication actually that they're, that they're looking at trying to sign a veteran. Uh, I know it's a possibility, but I just don't feel it yet. Do you? I don't. And I think that when you look at their first couple of games, I think that they're actually blessed in a way because I don't think it's going to hurt them against the chargers. It's, it could hurt them against the Texans, but again, you're not going against Deandre Hopkins, who is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. And then you go up against Baltimore, who I'm sorry. Uh, I like what Lamar Jackson does, but he is more of a runner than he is a passer in my mind. And I don't think that the depth at corner is going to be hurting near as much of there as it would uh, in other against other teams. Well, I would only caution against that because we don't know what Lamar's done. I thought he took a significant step forward in his first season to his second. And so if he's put in as much work, Maybe he's in for another leap uh, in terms of passing. And the one thing, and the one aspect that the Chiefs are, are a little bit, you know, at a disadvantage against that particular group is the overall speed. Hollywood Brown in particular, uh, Willie Sneed actually beat them up last season a little bit. Uh, so it, there is some things there that with your top corner, your most experienced corner by far out, leaves a little bit uh, to be, you know, concerned about. You got to shore that up. But the question is, is, was Breland going to be their top corner this year? Or is Ward going to be a guy that was going to give him a run for that? And I understand what you're saying. There's a big drop-off between Breland and the next couple of guys, and I agree with that. Uh, I, I guess I'm just wondering, as long as you have Ward, I think you're in a much better position than if you were losing you know, Ward versus Breland. I, th- I think, I don't know. I, I like Ward. I think he's going to be a very good corner this year. Yeah, no, that forward. I agree with you. And whether it's one or two or who was going to be the primary, I they still weren't going to travel those guys. And I think at the end of the day, it's just about the experience. So, well, and then you have you still have you know Tyron Matthew that can come down and play corner, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to this year. I think that they're going to use him in that role at times. And if they do that, if they take him out of the safety slot, they need more bodies back there. So when we get back. Coming up, we're going to cover what's going on with the the safety group now that Juan Thornhill's back on the field. Listen up, Chiefs and Blues fans. This is your opportunity to help support your local Special Olympics Missouri program. There's nearly 17,000 athletes statewide that compete year-round in 16 official Olympic-type sports. Right now, you have the chance to help support Special Olympics Missouri, plus be entered to win a brand-new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. Here's how to participate. 
Buy your raffle tickets between now and October 31st. Just go to somo.org slash raffle. That's S-O-M-O dot O-R-G slash R-A-F-F-L-E. And click the green button, buy truck tickets generically. $20 for five tickets, one is free. Connect SOMO athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 minimum on online purchases. Important side note to mention, you do not need to live in Missouri to win. So for all you out-of-state listeners, you can help too. Let's go. October 31st is your last day to buy tickets, but don't wait till then, because along the way, you have a chance to win one of two trip prizes to either Branson or to Vegas. And by purchasing $40 worth or eight tickets, you are entered to win both in separate drawings. Missouri Special Olympics athletes need your help getting back on the field of competition. For just $5, you'll help them prepare for their next tournament and give yourself a chance to win a truck, a trip to Branson or Las Vegas, and $500 in cash. Check out SOMO.org slash raffle. So I've been waiting for this. I kind of warned everybody off all offseason about give them a little bit of time to get back onto the field. Well, it happened finally. And I'm I'm pretty excited because I feel like Juan Thornhill looks a little bit bigger to me. I think he, if he's back now when they had, I think, at least another week that they could have rested him if they wanted to, I find that really encouraging that he's getting back in the mix now, although limited. Yeah, and they're going to bring him about slowly, and that's the way that they ought to do it with him. But it is exciting to see him coming back, and I think he was one of the players that honestly could have been in. Uh, he could have been one of the Chiefs rookies. I mean, the best rookie that they had last year. Uh, and I was really impressed with McCall Hardman, but Juan Thornhill. Uh, to me, was a lights-out player the entire season and just got kept getting better and better and better. And I thought it was really going to hurt going into the offseason or going into the playoffs without him. But uh, they were able to make some adjustments and, and make things happen. But he is going to be a handful for a lot of teams. And him and Tyron Matthew together are really going to be a great duo. Yeah, I think so, too. And that, as, so long as his progression is, is steady and he's ready by week one, which this early, I think that kind of drifts towards that being the case. It it tells us that the backup situation is not as dire as it might have been considered. It is the fact that uh, Dan Sorensen is there too, and those are going to be their top three safeties just like last year. But the question had come up, who's going to fill in deep if Juan's not able to go? And so I, I had been leaning towards Armani Watts because of his knowledge of the system, but it's my understanding that Tedrick Thompson is getting – had been getting those reps with the ones when Juan wasn't in there. So we may be looking at a changing of the guard there in terms of the fourth safety. And then they go and add Colbert, who I think can play safety probably better than corner a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, they're definitely making moves, and it's definitely going to be adding depth to the back end of that roster and, and back into that defense as well. And I think that's going to be beneficial to them long term. So, uh, you know, Tedrick Thompson getting – snaps there is a little surprising versus Armani Watts but you know that's a big question who's going to end up off this roster if uh, Adrian Colbert's a guy that can actually find a way to make it on well and as it stands now I mean give Tedrick Thompson credit he's coming from Seattle that is no matter what the scheme is you can argue that it's not close enough the Chiefs don't run cover three that often Um, in fact I actually have new numbers for you guys that I'll probably give you next week. I got to go through them a little bit, but the Chiefs actually played more zone than I initially thought by my calculations, and I've gotten that confirmed from PFF. But that tells me, even though they don't play as much cover three as as maybe he's used to, that he's played in a high-end defensive system, and maybe that's allowing him to come over 
uh, and walk into a situation where he's better prepared to play than Armani Watts has been. That's possible. And it's also possible that Kansas City is wanting to maybe do a little bit a little bit different this year than they did last year. And maybe uh, he's allowing them to change their defense and they're back into their defense a little bit more than they were able to last year. I do think that it's, uh, it's interesting. And, and I think I mentioned this because we're talking safeties, but I do find it interesting that Willie Gay is backing up uh, Wilson right now and not a starting linebacker. So that really is making me wonder how they're going to do the three safety set this year. Uh, and whether or not Gay is going to be even playing uh, and whether or not they're going to be doing more three safety sets. That's kind of why I mentioned that whole scenario. Yeah, and that's a, a solid point because he, Willie specifically mentioned the Buffalo package, and that is more of a base nickel, meaning that it's two ends, two tackles, two actual defensive tackles along with the two linebackers in your front six. Rather than saying a pass rush option where you hit maybe only have one true defensive tackle like Chris Jones, and then you add the extra outside pass rushers like we've seen them do in almost a NASCAR package lately. Um, there is a difference in, and we have some terminology from Steve Spagnuolo's past defenses. So that makes me think that that's a way to mix him in, in a situation that doesn't necessarily always have him pe- backpedaling and allows him to try and blitz a little bit, which is something Willie Gay's spoken about quite a bit. Yeah, definitely could. And to me, the whole reason I bring it up, though, is because, like I said, we were talking about safeties. How does that play into all of this? Uh, to me, I was just figuring that Willie Gay was going to be your third linebacker and it was going to be Wilson and Hitchens and Gay as your three linebackers. And that's going to be your base. But in this scenario, it doesn't appear that that's the direction they're going. So how is that going to affect the back of the defense? Does it mean they're going to keep more safeties uh, because they're going to be playing more three safety sets? Well, to go back to what we talked about last segment, if there's five corners and we can't really, I I don't know that we have any indication that there's going to be six. So that leaves you basically five, unless they have to make room to save more linemen. But at this point, we're not sure that's the case. So if you're going to keep five safeties, then it becomes obviously the top three. You have Watts, you have Colbert, you have uh, Thompson. And Colbert, let's not underestimate him because, yes, I it was several years ago that we spoke. He was a seventh round draft pick, but he started five games last year. And yes, uh, it, the tackling was not, uh, you know, top tier. He's got to work on that, but his coverage grades were solid. And so were his run defensive grades. But he's got uh, speed too. Exactly. And he lined up at free safety last year. I think that's also telling whether it's to be the backup that would, would play for Juan if he needs a week off or, or he has, you know, some soreness after a, a week or two or something like that, or whether it's trying to play more cover two shells where you actually want two free types back there because Tyron's down in the nickel or something. I don't I don't know exactly how it could work, but uh, all of a sudden, backup safety got a little complex. It absolutely did, and that's really going to be a big question as to how things are going to play out. And it's possible, you know, that we're reading too much into the signing. They're just bringing in depth, and he doesn't have it an opportunity to make this roster. I mean, that's possible, but I find it interesting with the speed he brings to this roster that he wouldn't be somebody that they would look at. Uh, you know, the question is, is, is he a special teamer? Uh, and obviously if he started last year, it doesn't necessarily mean he didn't play any special teams, but I would imagine that he had some experience playing special teams because he wasn't a full-time starter. So, mm-hmm. you know, where does he fit in that role as well? That's really going to be playing, uh, into all of this, considering Jordan Lucas, who was a safety, is not in Kansas City anymore, and he played a pretty prominent role on special teams. 
He did. He was one. Uh, it was four core, right? Yeah. I thought he was out there all the time. He was. So that is significant, and and whoever though that you know fourth fifth safety ends up being is going to have to do that. So maybe that's exactly what it is. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing more information come out of practice about who's lining up where, and and obviously we're only what five padded practices in. Um, so let's hope that we find some more information here soon, and, and good for them. I'm sure we will from the beat reporters that are on scene, but uh, a lot of rigmarole on the defensive side of the ball to try and. <laughs> Bring yourselves up to the level of that offense. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one nice thing about going up against an offense like what Kansas City has right now is you have a defense that is going to get better every day because they're competing against the best already. Uh, so that's definitely going to be beneficial for them. Uh, and, you know, when it comes to the offense, you know, they're going to be competing against a defense that really played better in the second half of the season than they did the first. And I don't think they got enough credit for that. That's fair as well. Um, that's that's a significant portion of really being able to pick up where you left off. Yep. Well, and you know when you start looking at adding you know Juan Thornhill back to a defense that played really well in the playoffs for most of the season or for most of the playoffs. Yeah, they got behind a little bit early, but they shut down games when they absolutely had to, and that's what allowed the Chiefs to get come back. Granted, the offense exploded in every single game, but. You know, your defense has to make stops, and they were able to do it when they needed it. Yeah, and bringing yourself back into balance is only going to help the team overall in their effort to run it back, unlike trying to get to 500. Oh, lost faith. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's it for us today, folks. We appreciate all the new voices in the new iTunes reviews. Thank you very much for all of those. We appreciate all of your time. We will be back with you tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.